It's your friend Jen Loren, and you are now listening to Muses and Bruises podcast. Here we get to know your favorite creative entrepreneurs, listen to their stories, and get inspired to take action on our own journeys. If you like this podcast, go ahead, like, share, and subscribe so that more people can find out about it too. Don't forget to teach your light. It's your friend Jen Loren, and you are now listening to Muses and Bruises podcast. I am sitting here with the lovely Jordan, aka Radical Phoenix. Hey. <laughs> yeah. I love that. <laughs> um, so we're sitting here chatting, about to chat, and I'm going to let her introduce herself to you. Tell her, tell you guys what she does. I am Radical Phoenix. Yes, some people do know me as Jordan, but honestly, it's like. Jordan, quotation, radical, end quote, Phoenix. So, yeah, um, I'm a singer, entertainer, recording artist. I be modeling. <laughs> I'm a professional dancer, um, not stripper, because um, people, I don't know, nowadays, if you say dancer, they automatically think you're a stripper. No, hip-hop, choreography, all that good stuff. Um, but, yeah, music is my focus, and everything else is just a part of that. So, yeah. Love, love, love. I love that. I love that because I like to hear how people see themselves. So I'm always like, introduce yourself, tell them what you do. So that's all, always really cool. Um, first question I'm going to ask you, which I ask everyone, okay. is what is your first creative memory? <laughs> My first creative memory was probably... I don't know if this is considered creative because they told me what to do, but I was like five at church. I went to St. Luke's Episcopal Church okay. in the Bronx, and I was a star. Every year, we was like, the, like the little kids had to be either a star or an angel. I believe my memory, like my most creative moment was being an angel, and I just remember just, just standing there angelically. I don't know if that's considered creative because someone told me to do it, but something that I definitely remember is just, I don't know, just dancing um, in my grandma's um, kitchen in the Bronx all the time to the radio because that's all I had. I had no cable. I just had the radio and a few CDs that I took out my auntie's room. And then when somebody came, I had to pretend I was doing my homework, and that's it. So that's, yeah, freestyling dancing how did that one turn into you dance being such a big part of your life I know it's like something that is a true love to you yeah you know what um I think I think what happened was I just it was like my thing Mm -hmm. dancing I was a little less shy about Mm -hmm. singing I was like completely shy about but for some reason it was like like, honestly, I don't know which one I did first. I know every child sings and dances. I, I've never seen a baby who doesn't dance or doesn't, like, try to talk and sing or whatever. But I just know, like, it became, like, a thing because I would, like, make up dances. Like, I would freestyle, but then I would also start making up dances. I mean, when I was bored, I didn't draw. I didn't write. I danced, you know? So it was very, very natural and very... It just felt like... I don't know. It just felt expressive. Like I just love. I just really love doing it. And then you know what? It's the one thing. Like if if I didn't do anything else, if people wanted to discredit anything else that I've ever done, they cannot tell me that dancing is not a gift that I have. Like I know for a fact that the way I hear music and and interpret music, like without any training, like any classic form of training, other than like when I was older. I know, like, that's something God gave to me. So that's probably why it evolved the way it did, because I I was just really passionate about that. Also, I remember watching, like, um, Janet Jackson and Britney Spears. Like, those were my two first people that I really recognized as dancers. Mm -hmm. But I didn't see it as dancing. I saw it as performing. So really what I should say is I remember performing. Because dancing is a little different than performing. You know what I'm saying? Like, performing is interpretation. It's like you're conveying the message with your singing and with your dancing and with your movement or whatever. So I, I really think that just wanting to perform, I just wanted to do whatever they were doing, so I just did that. Okay. You know? Does that make sense? 
That makes plenty of sense. You're, yeah. you, I love the way you articulate what you have to say um, because the message is always there and honestly very easy to interpret um, on my end personally. Um, so great. I know that um, at one point you were teaching dance as well. How did that start? Okay, so the first time I think I ever taught somebody a dance, I was probably like six. Um, and it was like a friend, you know? I didn't know I was choreographing. I didn't know I was teaching them a dance. I mean, I knew I was teaching them a dance, but I didn't realize what I was doing was like something that people actually get paid for. <laughs> um, so choreographing was first, like just making up little dances. I feel like everybody does that. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, I feel like everybody does that. But I think when I started teaching, I was, like, officially teaching was for my dance team that I, I was a part of um, starting um, was when I was, like, um, 12. Like, I was teaching other kids, like, on a dance team, and we would, like, perform. Mm -hmm. That was the first time, like, I really was, like, yeah, like, I'm a choreographer. Like, I knew I was a choreographer. Um, but yeah, like I was like six years old when I first taught somebody else a dance. And it just always, I don't know, these things, honestly, mm -hmm. I really can't explain them. It just happened. Like, mm -hmm. I didn't see somebody else doing it. I know when I was little, I used to do like little Tybo tapes because my mom. Okay. <laughs> I used to watch the Tybo tapes. Yes, so back then, I used to watch the Tybo tapes. Maybe I learned how to teach from that. But, it, I mean, I always, like, you know what it is with teaching? I'm just a passionate person in general. So I would be like, yes, come on, let's, like, I'm just a very motivational, energetic being. So from a child, you know, I just brought that into my adulthood. And, um, you know, in middle school, I was always teaching or I was like a problem child because I was like the only seventh grader making up steps on my step team, you know, so things like that, like, People would kind of give me like a side eye, like, yeah, she's trying to do that. But I really wasn't trying to do anything. I was just being myself. Mm -hmm. And um, then we had a dance studio. So having a dance studio, I really taught. Like, I taught all the time there. Like, I taught the kids. I taught the team. And, um, yeah, just now I don't do it because, honestly, the time, it's very time-consuming. Like, make up the routine, teach the kids, teach the choreography, have a show. It's a lot of time. And I, got, I put more of that time into other things now. But I love teaching. I really do love teaching. That's beautiful. I love that. Yes. So this one is going to be a twofer, okay. this question. So um, one, you mentioned that you did notice some people, you know, like when you were teaching, like mm -hmm. people would, you know, mm -hmm. say certain stuff or whatever. Where does um, your strength and resilience come from and not worrying about what other people think come from? <laughs> and then also you mentioned this, the um, having a studio, like... Do you still have one? How did that come about? And, like, what was your favorite part about that? Okay. Loaded question. I'm sorry. Right, that's a lot. Okay, so the first thing. Um, um, okay, so I didn't know this back then, but in hindsight, I really believe that, you know, you can't control, you can't control how people receive you. you. You cannot. You really can't control how people receive you. If you're not doing things... I, okay, let me make that personal. I never do things out of maliciousness or trying to be better or trying to compete or trying to step on anyone's toes. I just try to be as much myself as possible in a world that's always trying to mold you and make you something else. And it may not be for bad reasons. It may be because, you know, they just, you know, you want to... You, people want to guide you, you know what I mean? They want to help you or they think they're helping you, but we have all the answers. So when I was 12 years old on Perception Step Team Crestwood, shout out Crestwood Middle School in Royal Palm, <laughs> um, I was just making up, a, once again, I just did it. I wanted to be on a step team since I was like in sixth grade. So the next year, when I came in, I was like, okay, cool, I'm gonna do this. And then I just showed them my step and the, they loved it. Like the people who was over our, our whoever it's called, our chaperone or whatever mm -hmm. the, per the teacher is, Ms. Hunter loved it and the other leaders loved it. The only person that didn't like it was people who didn't really matter. The people who weren't co-captain, the people who weren't captain and the people who wasn't our sponsor. So in my mind, it was like, okay, oh well, like y'all can be mad if y'all wanna be mad. But, and the whole thing was, it wasn't even so much that they was mad that I made it up. They was more so mad because of the way it looked on camera. 
I was the only one with a black shirt that came in on the gold line. Okay? So now it just made everything look, I disrupted things. And as simple as that seems, I've always kind of been a disruptance in one way or another. Now, the way that people interpret that disruptance is up to them, but I, I felt the energy, you know? I, I remember it to this day. Like, I remember the girl had green eyes, and so I remember, like, the way she looked at me, like, when they looked back at the tape, like, who is that messing up? They knew who it was, you know what I'm saying? They knew who it was, because I was the only one who did the choreography in the front of it, where all the seventh graders in the back. Now, I'm getting real detailed with this, but this is just to say <laughs> that from that point on, I recognized, like, okay, I ain't, look, I ain't doing nothing wrong. I'm being myself. I'm using my talent. I'm using my gift. We're supposed to do what we're supposed to do to make things better. So that's what I did. I felt like I was doing something. I felt like I was adding. And it's, it was fine. Like, I didn't, I don't know. I just don't be thinking about it, you know? Like, you know how so many people be, like, um, talking about haters? I don't be talking about that kind of stuff. Like, I try to put no energy into that because, honestly, it's just another form of love. You know what I mean? It's just misplaced. And, um... That's how I deal with that. Now, moving forward, like, later on in life, I don't know. Um, like, recently, this just happened. Like, I don't know if you saw it. Like, I posted this video that my friend sent me of somebody snapping me, oh, saying people want to be different so bad. Yeah. Like, maybe you just afraid to be different. <laughs> so when you see me, you see a reflection of yourself that you have not stepped into yet. Mm -hmm. That ain't got nothing to do with me. So for me, it just it's funny to me. It makes me laugh. It's, it's really entertaining, actually. So it's going to be really interesting, because I know it's going to be more of it. And that wasn't the first time I seen that. Mm -hmm. But it's going to be really interesting because I know, like, people have feelings. The more, you know, the more hate comes your way, you, you know, you feel some type of way. But right now, it'd just be funny to me. I'd just be laughing. And I just receive it as love, you know? I just, I receive it as love. It may not be love to other people, but I receive it as love. Um, now, with the dance studio, um, that came about because we was practicing. First, we were practicing at the rec center. Then we went to the rink of the rec center. They kind of kicked us out of the of the dance studio. And then um, we were in my mom's garage. And then from the garage, um, our choreographer at the time was Chris Grant. And he was like, I'll teach, um, and we can just get students to pay for the studio. Mind you, this is how the business started, but this is not how a business is supposed to start. We literally, we literally was winging it. Like, that studio was genuinely because my mom just really wanted to, um, we just needed a place to practice. And she was willing to, get the studio. I mean, my mom, honestly, she's a leaper. She don't walk, she don't crawl, she don't run. She just jumps into things. And it's really impulsive, but it's just because she believes. You know what I mean? She has a really strong faith and a really strong belief. So when she want to do something or if somebody convince her that it's a good idea, she'll just do it. And um, that's how we ended up with a dance studio. Um, later on, we moved. And, um, you know, the kids that were involved, they weren't really as... Um, into it as the first generation that kind of started. And my mom only does things because of the children, because of the youth, if they want to do it, if I'm involved in it. I was no longer on the dance team. I was no longer really dancing or teaching at that point because I was like on a singing group and stuff and um, focusing on music. So for her, it was like, if y'all not going to put no energy or no effort or value this, then I'm not going to do it. And that's kind of how it dismantled but we will be having an excel reunion in a couple months we just started talking about it like just getting everybody who's ever part of excel together because that was a really strong thing for like our culture a big part of my coming up and stuff and entertainment and stuff so that was cool I, you know having a studio is a lot of work and people people think that i should have a studio because i'm a dancer and stuff and because i do like teaching but it's one thing to want it it's another thing to really have the 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 um resources. the resources to really push it like dance is not an essential unfortunately for most parents and if 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 the ooh the lights just came on if the bills want to um get paid they gonna cut dance studio out first yeah. you know what I mean yeah. and that's one of the reasons I never had dance lessons like my mom we got swimming lessons I was on I was in after school I was doing all this stuff but we was not paying a hundred and something dollars a month for me to get dance lessons I was in my living room and that was good enough you know what I mean so for, for something like that you would I would really have to focus on a different market and I really have a certain vision in mind so I feel like I would do workshops and classes more than having a studio again but having a studio was great it was really great like 
having the energy of like the kids. And when I say kids, I'm talking about these are grown people, teenagers, some kids. We probably have five or six kids, but kids really is the of the fuel of the studio and the the money that comes in. So if you ain't got enough kids, if you don't got enough kids and the parents, that studio is not. It's just gonna be a studio. It's not gonna be a business, and it has to be a business because you have to pay for it. If it could pay for itself, I would have one right now. I feel that. I mean, I know a lot of people that were um, in some way, shape, or form involved. Um, I had never been, but I know people that have danced yeah. there and stuff like that. And I just yeah. know how much of a staple it was to you and to others oh, yeah. as well. Yeah, dance is a great... Um, it's You know what? It's crazy because for, for my mom, um, it was it was always like a ministry because it was a way to kind of use dance to just build character, build confidence. Like, I, I know that my confidence came from dancing more than anything else. Like, my confidence really built with dance. Whether it be at a party, I was in the middle of the circle on a half day at the rec center, you know what I mean? That's where I, I, ha that's where I really built my confidence. And then on top of that, like, um, if kids wasn't doing good in school, my mom would say, you're not dancing. You know, things like that to really pull them in. And I would, whenever I teach kids or anybody that's older than me, whatever, I always relate it to life, you know? Performing is like a, it's really an analogy for life. You have to push through. You have, even if you're tired, even if you don't want to, even if you're not getting it, don't stop because you forget or don't stop because you messed up. Th those are the type of things that you need to do for life. So we use that a lot. And honestly, it really was a great foundation for me and, and one of the biggest reasons why I'm so resilient. So that answers that question too. Hey. <laughs> yes, answering <laughs> questions within questions. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love that you uh, mentioned your resilience because that's something that I really admire about you. Aww. I do, um, just because like I know that um, you wouldn't even know it. Like some of you know, I personally don't know in depth, mm -hmm. but I know that you've had some um, health trials oh, and yeah. stuff like that. Oh yeah. And um, especially for a young girl, a young woman of your age, um, and to be as um, vibrant as you are and work, and and yeah vibrant and and just a light and and literally I always see you smiling I always see you bouncing around <laughs> and stuff like that and so it's like where like the reason why I started the the podcast is because I used to be a closeted creative mm -hmm. and it's about oh, just like interesting yeah I would never know that yeah so so it's like I didn't have confidence to like really put out the fact that like creating saved my life many times over wow. when it comes to like mental health and stuff like that mm -hmm. so can you speak to like how um when you were going through those trials you don't have to go in depth about what you were going through but um how your creative and also faith because you speak a lot about your faith and I know that's a big mm -hmm. um part of your life how did that get you through okay so first and foremost I was diagnosed with um uh a pituitary gland brain tumor when I was 13, the summer that I was 13 turning 14. I was about to go into high school. I didn't get to start high school with, you know, school. I had to be homeschooled because of it, but um, I was diagnosed in June. The tumor was removed um, through my sinuses in August. So this was very quick. And when I was diagnosed, it was very, like, I don't know, maybe because I was already kind of, like, whatever-ish about my whole, like, my confidence was up. So, you know, I had just started getting into my own style and, like, just not really caring about what anybody felt, thought about how I looked or whatever. That's a big part of when you're, like, 13, 14, you know? Yeah, you start getting into body yeah. image. So I was, like, very, okay, so there's a tumor. What do we do next? Take it out? Okay, let's do that. You know, I wasn't thinking about it. It didn't really hit me till I was, like, 17, that, whoa, this is, like, actually <laughs> a life-altering thing. Like, this is not going to change. Like, my, it's not going to regenerate, you know? Like, I knew that it wasn't, but I didn't realize, like, how it's really going to affect me as an adult. Um, so the reason, and I tell this to a lot of people who, because um, people ask me this all the time. I've had coworkers ask me, like, how are you always happy? I'm not always happy. What I am is I'm aware that I only have control over what I do right now in this moment. So when I'm at work, if I got to be here for eight hours, it's going to be the best eight hours I can make it. You know what I'm saying? If I got to be at school, I'm going to make this the best class. I can, like I'm going to receive everything I can while I'm here. Um, and, you know, um, 
I just look at it like I've, I know what it is to be severely depressed. Like, I've been suicidal. Like, I've been, <laughs> like, I've been dark. Like, I used to be very, very angry. I used to have a temper. Um, and a big part of that, when I got, uh, okay, if you don't know anything about pituitary gland, a pituitary gland is like your master gland. It controls every system in your body, your endocrine system, like it affects your sexual organs and all of these different things. So my hormones were out of whack. Like I could be super, super nice and then snap and be really like mad and like not bipolar now, but like just snap, like just be agitated or on edge. So until they got my medications right and like my hormone replacement therapy right, I was like 13, 14 years old, like just wild, you know what I mean? And um, so in that time, I wasn't depressed yet because I still was dancing. I was dancing a lot. I was focused on that. I only wanted to perform. I only wanted to, like, I was literally in the hospital, like, I just want to go to practice, you know, that kind of thing. And I really wasn't aware until when I was, like, 17, I got, like, sick. And when I get sick, it's different than when average person gets sick because my immune system is very, very low. Like, I have a very weak immune system. Um, it's gotten stronger now, but at the time it was really, really weak. And I got, what was that thing? I forgot what it was called, but it was something that really, really, really made my, like, it made the depression explode. Like, it was super magnified. And um, the type of music I was listening to was a part of it. Um, just, it was crazy. Like, when I think about it, it was just crazy. I could just remember times where I was just numb. Not from medication, not from, just from my mind. And then just really realizing, because I started to finally research my condition, because I had never researched it or did any research. And I was like, wow, like, I have to deal with this. Like, I'm actually doing this, and there's really nothing I can do about it. So later on, I realized, you know, and I used to have, like, these spells, like, where I would just burst out crying and, like, screaming, like, just angry. And then later on, like, I think the older I got and the more I, like, l instead of the information being, like, crippling, I let it be empowering. Like, okay, at least now I know this is what I can do to help myself naturally without having to take the medications or without doing this. Because there's ailments, like, you can't see it on me. This is an internal condition. So people could look at me and not know what's going on. But um, I like to talk about it um, because I feel like it just, it just reminds me that I have a purpose. I'm not dead. You know what I mean? I could have been dead. I really could have. If, if they didn't catch it when they caught it, I could have died. I was in the hospital. My organs were shutting down. I could have died then. I got, I got um, pneumonia really bad, like walking pneumonia really, really bad at one point. I could have died from that because um, they had to go do surgery to get mucus out of my head, like in my brain and all this stuff. So I've, I've really, really looked at those things as instead of it being like ailment to me, it's like, okay, this is going to be a stepping stone. And not only that, um, I feel like those two things, my creativity and just being an artist, being a dancer, being a singer, performing, and my illness has been like the two things that keep me grounded because because it's really easy to like feel yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like if things, if things is going right and you feel like you're doing everything. But the thing is with me, like as far as my faith and like my belief in God and everything, it's because like I know a lot of people may not understand or may not believe, but I'm only here to tell this story. I truly feel like, no, like I'm honestly like, like when I'm on stage, I have to let people know because I've had times where I'm literally in bed all day depressed and then I have to go on stage that night and I'm like it's like night and day like as soon as I get on stage it's like like you know that Nina Simone have you ever seen an interview where she's like that's the only place like she felt close to having no fear that's the only place where I really feel like completely myself like I don't have to do I don't have to worry about anything. Like, even up to that moment of getting on stage, I'd be like, I'd be nervous, like, my, I'd be anxiety, be hanging, like, my stomachs are turning. But as soon as I get on the stage and I just, like, release myself, it's like I'm free. And that's what my whole being is about. It's about being free. It's about releasing myself. It's about constantly, like, cleansing myself so that I can be free, so that I can, you know, be used as a vessel, you know, because we all vessels, but you have to choose to be used. Yeah. Hey, that's a good one. Choose, choose to be used. So, <laughs> so yeah, like, I don't, I'm not perfect. I don't have all the answers, but I do know that I have control over that. I have control over the way I perceive things, 
the way I receive information. I truly feel like the reason why I'm gonna make it, the reason why I'm gonna do what I'm, when I'm supposed to be on earth doing, is because God knows that I'm gonna give all the glory to, I know that that's what it is. Like it's happened, I've seen visions that have been prophesied to me come to pass. I'm not even joking. Like, like there's things on my things on my Instagram that y'all think is just luck. I'm telling you, like I've had people that I don't know tell me. I'm not talking about psychics. I'm talking about people. Be like, yo, this you're on a stage with this person. I ain't gonna say no names. But I'm talking about like two, three years before it happened. And then when it finally happened, all I could do is cry because I'm like, yo, God, like, yo, God. Like, like God, what? Like you're telling me something right now. Like, come on, y'all, come on, you know. So, yeah, I don't want to ramble, but it just—that's just what it is. Like, I just push through, and like, there's days I really don't want to. <laughs> like, I just gotta be honest. Like, there's days that I just want to give all the way up. There's days that I really just be like, man, frustrated with the world, frustrated with the way things are. But then I'm like, you know what? I am a light in a dark place. I am the salt of the earth. I can do this. <laughs> and that's why, you know, you have to do what makes you feel good. Like performing, singing, creating, it makes me feel good. So even when I get distracted, because that's all it is, whenever I get distracted by the dark forces of this world, I just got to remember, like, yo, this is what makes you happy. Focus on that and go there and try to stay there. And that's it. That's beautiful. I answered the question. You did. You totally did. And guess what? When I seen you on stage with that person that we shall not name, <laughs> I literally Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> I literally almost cried. I was like, oh my god, that's Jordan. Yes. It was like a little. And you know what? It's crazy because it was like a little glimpse. It wasn't even. It wasn't even like. Um, it you know because people it. it feels like like people think that that's like your it moment but really it's just like a peak it's like it's like god saying like all right that's why i'm trying to get you i'm trying to get you to this point you got to let yourself you need to just relax okay <laughs> stop trying to make things happen and just let it just trust okay trust the powers that be <laughs> the power the supreme power that be trust it and you know that's that's really like life, like for real, like because it happens, like you can't plan stuff like that. You can't. Like that was not planned. Like I was like, whoa, okay, but yeah. I'm so glad. That's a perfect segue into the next question. Yes. So, <laughs> yes. So um, another thing that I always ask everyone is, like I said, this started as inspiration for me. I um, started to chronicle my creative journey and putting myself out there and stuff like that. And I was like, let me talk to my other creative friends. Like, how do they make it through? What helps them and stuff like that? So I'm going to leave space right here for you to give the listener um, that is afraid to bet on themselves some advice or encouragement. Dang. Okay. You know what? I didn't really start taking like singing seriously. Okay. Let me chronological, chronologically put this in perspective. I, I really started writing songs when I was nine. So that's kind of when I really was like, yeah, I'm a singer. <laughs> I was on chorus and all that stuff in school. And I really believed in myself at that point. I stopped believing in myself as a singer um, when I was like 11. And it was because I was in chorus in middle school. Like, I had left my little advanced math class to go to chorus. So, mind you, I was in an honors class, but I was like, no, I want to sing. I'm going to go to this class. And the only way I could do that was to switch periods. So, I had to go to regular math and da-da-da-da. Now, in this class, this teacher, I love her to this day, but it was just a, a way of how she would talk to us sometimes that really discouraged me. So I was like, man, bumped. Oh, you know what it was? I couldn't come to one of our rehearsals because I had step practice. So it was kind of like she was making me choose. Oh. And I was like, how you going to make me choose? We got pasta dinner night coming up. We about to do a big performance. Like, I can't choose. And we was going to get a grade for this rehearsal. So I went to rehearsal. And it was at that point that I was like, I ain't going to chorus next year. I'm going to just stay on the step team. Whatever. So that was little. So I just had to show y'all that I stopped believing myself at 11. From that point on, it was like I literally in my head made a decision that I was not going to sing seriously anymore. If I was singing, it was just going to be obnoxiously like car singing, like, ah, 
la 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 la. Like not There's thinking no about it. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> I was really like not trying to sing. I was like, no, I'm gonna focus on dance. I'm gonna have a dance studio. I'm gonna have a chain of dance studios, and that's gonna be it for me. But Sierra came out, mm-hmm. and Sierra don't have the strongest voice. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really believe in myself as much because of that whole situation. And I don't know why. It, I think it was that and because, like, you know, you got family members that try to be like, oh, you can't sing, stop singing, or you can't do this, you can't do that. So I started believing it. And then when I was, like, 15, um, Sierra, I heard some interview that she did where she was talking about how she, she started, like, um, trying to really, like, do it when she was, like, 14. Like, mm-hmm. she was known for dancing around and stuff. And she was a dancer first, just like me. And... Um, and um, she was like, um, started taking it really seriously. And I was like, cause I would always tell myself like, I can't start now. Most of the people that I look up to started singing when they were like three, four, five, six. They knew they wanted to do it. They was like really young. I'm starting now. It's too late for me at 11 years old. Can you imagine that? Wow. So at 15, I said, you know what? If Sierra could start at 15, I could start at 15. Cause she don't sing better than me. And this is no shade to her, but that's what I was thinking at the time. And um, that's what really, because um, I, I used to download her song, like, in um, the video, and the TRL live performance. I learned the whole choreography to goodies live, okay? So I really looked up to her, and um, that's what really made me, like, say, you know what, I'm going to go get my vocal lessons. And shortly after that, when I was, like, 16, a year later, um, I started um, being in a singing group with two other girls. So for anybody who is afraid to bet on themselves, I would say it's understandable. But it's not worth it's not worth um, missing out on yourself. Ooh, like it's you're missing out. Word. Like you're missing out on yourself. Cause you know oh, what? Word. It reminds me of like it reminds me of like cause I'm a, I have a bad habit of procrastinating. Oh my god, I am like one of the worst procrastinators. And it's always like when you st- like okay, if you ever had makeup homework before and like you're like dang, I need to do like five chapters and then you start doing it, you're like dang, if I would have just started this, this is so easy. That's exactly how it is. It's kind of like. For me, it, th- those those years from age like 11 to 15, if I had to just like, I was literally missing out on my potential because everybody else saw it but me. Everybody else was like, you could do this, you could do this, why don't you do this? And I was like, no, I'm just gonna focus on dance, da 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 And I was like, really missing out on like what I could do. Even to this day, I still procrastinate because I'm trying to do things right. And it's like, you're missing out. You're missing out on time. And the most valuable thing you have is time. It's not the things you wear. It's not the way you look. It's not what people think. It's time. Like, you can't make time. You can't save time. Time is going with or without you. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, just, just wing it. Even if you don't put it out there to people yet, do it. Just so you can build it. So you can see it crystallize for yourself. Once you see it crystallize for yourself, it will give you the confidence for the next step. Because the first step is always the hardest, I've come to realize. It really is. It's the hardest thing to just do it. So once you actually do it, get out of your head, write it down. Then you write it down and you actually do it, set times and actually get things done. It makes you feel like, okay, you get the momentum to keep going. And I think that's really the struggle. It's like just saying, okay, I'm going to do it. Okay, I'm going to do it. And, and do it before you forget. And do it before you lose the, the, the zeal to do it. Because mm-hmm. I think, too, we wait. And then when we wait, we start to talk ourselves out of it, whatever it is. <laughs> and, um, yeah, like, don't try to save things. Like, we live in a time where we could literally die right now. Like, right now. If this is the last thing I said, love yourself. It takes, it takes loving yourself to be able to do those things. And sometimes you have to fake it till you make it. You know what I mean? And I think we all kind of just winging it and faking it till we make it because we're all healing. Yeah. And in that process, you might as well wing it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? People could be mad. People could not like it. Everybody ain't going to like it. I don't even like things that I do half the time, but other people <laughs> like it. And when other people like it, it gives you even more confidence, you know? So just go for it. I know it's easier said than done, but you have to just go for it. Like, you have to. That's what I love about my mama. Like, <laughs> my mom is the type of person, like, she will just go for it. She don't care. Shout out to moms. Shout out to moms. Because she's the one who, 
She the one who make me, like, sometimes she'll tell me, I don't like what you're wearing. Like, she's like, I don't like that. I'm like, Ma, you don't have to wear it, okay? I've had to be like this because we're both, like, alpha female, like, but that's the type of energy that molded me, that raised me. It's like, she say what she feel. Like, she may not be right. She may not be, you know, she may not deliver it right, but that energy, that passion, is like, we all need that person to be like, I don't like that. And then you got to be like, wait, do I like this? Yes, I like this. It don't matter if you don't mm -hmm. like it. And you know what I mean? That's the kind of, that's where I kind of feel like I got that energy from. That's what's up. I love that. Um, my mom is my, my inspiration as well. Mm -hmm. And we're both uh, Aries with the fire, fire. and the passion yeah, and man. just... Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised my mom ain't an Aries. She a Capricorn. Oh, okay. Stubborn. Okay. Generous. Yeah. It's like really contradicting. But <laughs> anyways. <laughs> um, awesome. I really appreciate that. So can you tell me what we can expect from Miss Radical Phoenix? Man. In like the near future, um, within the next year or so, six months, whatever you want to say. You know what? I've been working. I've been trying to get this EP done and honestly an EP nowadays don't have to be no more than three songs so I'm gonna just do that I'm gonna just put an EP out I'm not gonna overthink it because normally I'm, a, I'm very cerebral like I'm very in my headspace about things and um, like I always hear God telling me get out your head like I that's like the number one thing that I, I get all the time like get out your head stop trying to control everything so I think I'm gonna just wing it and just kind of press restart and just put it out, you know, put the songs that I have out. Um, I don't have a date set yet. I might come up with a date just so that I can hold myself accountable because I've, I've always talked about it, but I've never actually put the EP out. So I'm going to do that. That's going to be the next thing I do. I have a lot of things I want to do, and um, doing an EP is, like, the first thing I need to cross off my list. Like, just because it's one of those things that I've been trying to do for so long, and it's not that I can't do it. It's really just myself holding myself back because I want to put it out the right way. So I'm going to just do it, mm -hmm. you know, and, and take my own advice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And not worry about it being, um, what's the word? What's the word? Um, cohesive or, or making sense. Like, every time I try to make sense, it's like it takes me forever. Whenever I just put stuff out in my radical form, how I really am, it just, it's like, okay, cool. So I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna just, I'm focusing on just recording right now. I'm just creating and just focus on putting things out. Cause I feel like people do wanna hear more from me. I do. Yeah, yeah, like people be, you know, I be getting death threats. Like, like I be having people like, why you don't tell me you released music? Like when I released a song with my friend the other day, um, Boxes, by the way, look out, y'all go and download that. They was like, why you didn't tell me that? I was like, yo, I'm so sorry. Like, I need a team, clearly, because me trying to do everything myself, it just doesn't work out. Like, it just doesn't work out. Mm -hmm. But I'm collabing with people, so y'all just look out for those collabs locally. If you want to collab with me, reach out. I do not bite. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Do you have a um, name for the EP yet? I don't. I thought I did. I have, like, my memo pad full of stuff, but I don't know what it's going to be called right now. I really don't know. It's probably Untitled. Gratitude. Gratitude, okay. It'll probably be called Gratitude. I want to tattoo that on myself. Nice. I really do. Nice. I don't have no tattoos, so if that would be like my first tattoo, that would be dope. Where would you put it? I don't know. Probably like on my hand. I have one right here. And it started actually in my creative journey. Uh, it says, oh. no. Wait, wait, where is it? It says rebel, um, which means rebel in French. I have rain right here, which means queen in French and it started my whole like rebelling against like what people told me I should be type oh, wow. of thing and that's really when I like jolted and wow. like really started putting myself out that there that is so dope yeah you know it's interesting I really feel like we all fight in the same battles for real and it's interesting to me because we we um, focus so much on trying to... I don't want to say what we're trying to do. I don't think people are trying to do it, but we want to stand out so bad. I feel like we want to... Everybody wants to um, have their own movement. Like, right now, we're in the time of having your own movement. There's nothing wrong with that because we are movements mm -hmm. by ourselves. But if we just all realize how much we are just the same... 
Like, you know, it, it, I be having epiphanies all the time. And one of the times I had one was because my dad did the ancestry thing. Mm -hmm. He did ancestry. I told him, I was like, Dad, you need to do African ancestry now so that you can know what tribes. Mm -hmm. But he did it, and you know, he's 66% West African. He's like 20-something percent um, British, Irish. Um, his dad is half, is half white or whatever, um, like British. And I already knew those things, but I didn't know we had like Native American on my dad's side. I didn't know we had um, those things. And in my mind, it's just like, damn, we really all is all one. Like, I mean, I already knew this, but seeing it on paper, you know what I mean? I haven't even done it for my mom yet or myself, but it just really like physically, like biologically, we are all from the earth. So why would we think that spiritually we're different or mentally or emotionally we're different? We are different. We're, we're unique, but we're uniquely the same. That's the thing. It's like, and you know, that's one of the reasons why my name for me is so powerful because radical people, when they think radical, people are usually thinking like extreme, unconventional, you know, the main things. But the reason why radical resonates with me is because it's everything and nothing at once. Mm. It's it's literally like outlandish, wild, crazy, um, all over the place, but it's also the origin. Like the definition of the math term for radical is like origin. So when you think of it like that, it's like how can something be the most original form, mm -hmm. like imagine us being like a cell, like a little molecule or whatever it is that we are, an atom, mm -hmm. one little thing and then growing to being everything. Mm -hmm. And that's all we're doing is we're evolving to being the most the complete like expression of ourselves. So why do we like shrink ourselves so much? Like when we shrink ourselves, we're shrinking others. Mm -hmm. And when we shrink others, we're shrinking ourselves. And it's like, just thinking about all of that stuff, it just makes me realize like, dang, like, cause I used to think I was so unique, so different. And like the more I realized that we are the same, I'm like, wow, like we're so much alike. We're so, and cause that's one of the reasons why I used to call myself radical. Cause I was like trying to make the Phoenix thing its own thing. And then it made me like realize like, yo, no, like, whoa, like, whoa. Yeah, I'm different, but I'm different in the way that we're all related, like we're all relatable, like we're all the same, we're all going through the same things in different ways and different mediums, but it's all the same, it's all one. <laughs> it's all over the place, we're all over the place, but it's still all one. Yeah. I don't know if I'm making any sense. You're making plenty to me, girl. Um, it's just amazing. I just love, I love every people, I love everybody. Yeah. I do, and the more we do that, the more we will be our full expression. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Thank I, you for that. I, I appreciate you. everybody. I see all these people. I just want to hug. If, people be feeling weird, but I be wanting to hug and love on everybody. Like, I really do. I really do. I feel you on that. Um, can you tell the people where to find you on the interwebs? At Radical Phoenix, or you can just Google Radical Phoenix. Phoenix is spelled like Phoenix Suns, you know, like the basketball team, but with an extra X. And, um, yeah, Radical Phoenix. That's where you can find me. Like, literally, Instagram is where I hang out the most. But I do have Snapchat. I do have Facebook. I do have Twitter. Um, I do have... What's the other stuff that people got? I mean, I got WhatsApp. I got everything, okay? <laughs> I got everything. But if you want to talk to me or reach out to me, Instagram um, is there. My email is my name, radicalphoenix.info at gmail.com. My YouTube, Radical Phoenix. Just put Radical Phoenix anywhere and you, I, I will pop up. Um, yeah. Perfect. Um, and I also want to leave space right here um, for two things. One, you mentioned wanting to have a team. Can you, like, say what you're looking for and maybe someone can reach out? And then two, um, leave us with a mantra or a radical phoenix gem that you yes, live by yes i love that okay so um some of the things i need um graphics i need a graphic designer like a, a consistent graphic designer i have a lot of people that i know like i know a lot of people that do different things but the reason why i don't um necessarily have them is because everybody has lives like we all creators we got nine to fives and we got jobs and we trying to pay the bills while we be creative and it's hard so I understand but I need somebody who's actually like 
willing to like sacrifice time with me um, as I'm sacrificing time <laughs> and um, build with me and um, aside from graphics like just a, a consistent I have photographers and stuff but I'm always looking for more people to add to that team because not everybody's always available you know um, so photography graphics what else videos um, web design yeah, that's pretty much it. Like the digital stuff, really. Like the digital stuff. Like I just want to be able to create more content. And I honestly, like one of the things is, yes, we can do everything. We live in an age where we can learn how to do everything on YouTube. Like I get it. But honestly, I don't want to. I'm going to just be real honest. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. I, I have done that before, and it's very distracting from the music. I want to create the music right now. So yes, one day I will be more savvy on Photoshop. I will be more savvy with all these other things. But right now, I just want to outsource. <laughs> I want to outsource so I can focus on my music. So that's really where I'm at. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not apologizing for it. Because I used to feel like I was being lazy, but it's not lazy. This is a business. That's how you run a business. You focus on your specialty. Right. Your, right. I be feeling so lazy. Like, girl, get up and do this. But I be like, no, I want to write a song. <laughs> but that's just the way it is. So, yeah, I'm outsourcing. So hit me up. Yes, I do have a budget for it. So don't think you're going to be working for free. <laughs> Nobody wants to work for free these days. Um, mm -hmm. So I get it. And, um, yeah, I also do other things, you guys. So if you want me to do any other service, um, yes, I do do makeup. And um, I do do promo videos. Um, so just this is my professional voice. Hit me up, and um, you can get that. Um, be professional. Do not um, be extra because you will get blocked. Um, but other than that, yeah. Um, and the other thing is my model. Oh, my God. I have a few. But one of my favorite ones is um it was somebody's it was it was a twitter oh there's two it was on twitter i don't know anything and neither do you mm -hmm. <laughs> the one that's on my phone lock screen my my, sa my screen saver or whatever it's called it's what good are wings without the courage to fly we Girl. all got wings but what's the point of having wings if you can't if you're not gonna I have this thing that, like, in my reminders that I remind myself every day, like, it's, it's set with an alarm. I'm giving you, like, more than one. Oh, oh, the one that I posted the other day. This is the other one. I remind myself this every day. Um, winners never quit, and quitters never win. That was one that I got. I, I was watching a girl who, I forgot what her health condition was, but she had, like, crazy problems, like, couldn't walk or something. Like, she had came through so much adversity with her health. And that's what she said. She said, quitter, quitter, "Quitters never, winners never quit, and winner, winners never quit, and quitters never win." So I try to remember that, because we want to quit, like all the time. I want to quit all the time, because mm -hmm. I'm just thinking, like, is it worth it? Like, am I, am I doing the right thing? Because, and you know what, too, the industry that I'm trying to be a part of goes against a lot of the things that I believe. Not just spiritually, but just morally, you know what I mean? Like, like, like I don't want to do what everybody else got to do to make it. You know what I'm saying? Like, things like that. Mm -hmm. And um, you, got, you have to be a rebel. Yeah. <laughs> you got to go against the grain a lot of times, and it's hard. It's hard. So you have to remind yourself, like, are you going to be a winner or are you going to be a quitter? And also, one of my favorites is if you're not invited to the party, start your own. Hey. Throw your own. Hey. <laughs> Because a lot of times I'm not invited to the party. A lot of times I'm not the first rose, you know, picked out the bush. You feel me? <laughs> but when I'm picked, I know that I'm picked for a reason. Yeah. So that's what you got to remember. And with that being said, I ain't going to say no more because I've been talking a lot. I've been talking a lot. <laughs> I ain't going to say no more. I knew you were going to give gems. I'm so appreciative. Really, I'm so appreciative that you took the time to sit with me and share your light and your essence. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> I really feel so honored whenever anybody wants to talk to me. Because I talk a lot, y'all. I mean, I do. I feel like Kanye. I talk a lot. I, I say a lot of stuff. And um, I don't know. Blessing, if, yeah, I don't know if anybody be hearing me, but I, I, I got to get it out. I got to get it out. My friends be teasing me. They be like, because like, I be writing books when I talk. Like, I am going to write a book one day, and you're going to be wanting me to sign it. So don't be acting brand new when you come to the signing. <laughs> and by the way, congratulations on everything that you're doing. You know what? Because the reason why is because it's, it takes so much. People don't understand. We, we live in a time where there's so many people just putting stuff out. 
you know? And they don't understand, like, to get to the point of even starting something and then being dedicated. It's one thing to want to do something, mm -hmm. but it's another thing to really dedicate yourself. That's why I don't be walking around trying to put mad titles on myself, because even though I do a lot of stuff, I don't walk around calling myself a makeup artist all the time. I say I do makeup, you know what I'm saying? Because to really hold the weight of model, makeup artist, to do the things that you actually need to do to be that, it's so much. Mm -hmm. So when people just be throwing titles on themselves and just be, I'd be like, yo, you can have that. I'm an artist, that's all I say. I'm an artist. Because <laughs> when you start to add titles and stuff, you putting expectations on yourself. Mm -hmm. And I'm just really proud of you because you're doing stuff I want to do. I want to have clothes. I want to have a book. I want to do all this stuff. But you can't do everything at one time. So I'm trying to do it step by step. Yes. Step by step. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm proud of you. I'm really Thank proud of you. you. I appreciate that. You doing a podcast. It's just like, I just, whenever I see people doing things, like, it's like, it's just, it's just a reminder, I feel. Like a reminder that you can do it all. Mm -hmm. You can. You just, you can't do it all at once. So don't get overwhelmed, but you just got to take your time. You know what I'm saying? Feel it out. Okay? Go with the flow. Mm -hmm. Do things you're passionate about. Because mm -hmm. if you're not passionate, don't do it. You gonna be you ain't gonna wanna you ain't gonna wanna do the things that you don't wanna do. Yeah. I, you, you think I wanna be on YouTube uploading videos that take ten hours to up? No, I don't wanna do that. But I have to, cause that's the only way people gonna see it, you know? So it's little stuff like that. And that was another one for y'all out there in these streets. <laughs> Keep pushing. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so you guys know where to find me. I am on the internet. Um, business page is uh, Rain X Rebel. That's R E I N E X R E B E L L E. Yes, that's a lot of spelling. Dot com. Um, it's the same for Instagram, and I don't have a Twitter. Um, but that's the business. My personal page is Jen Laren. It's J-E-N-N-L-A-R-E-I-N-E. -E. Um, follow me on the interwebs. I love you guys. Um, thank you so much, Jordan. I, I appreciate you. you. Aww. I, love you. Mm, I love you too, girl. I love y'all too out there. <laughs> I love y'all too. Um, so don't forget to teach your light. And because it is all beautiful, that's why. So don't forget to teach your light. Be your most authentic self because somebody needs to see that. Yes. That's the bottom line, folks. Yes. <laughs>